Welcome to Since You Asked with Jim Barrier on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Send Jim your questions about the Bible and Christianity to jim at cgmradio.com. Subscribe to Since You Asked by visiting us online at cgmradio.com slash ask. And now, here's your host, Jim Barrier. Identity crisis is defined as a personal psychological conflict, especially in the adolescence, as a result of conflicting internal and external experiences, pressures, and expectations, often producing acute anxiety. Schools are now encouraging children to choose their own identification. Boys can identify as girls, girls can identify as boys, or any of them can identify as non-binary, neither. Now they can even identify as furries, cats, or other animals. The Mayo Clinic lists detachment from reality as a major sign of mental illness. I don't know about you, but I think someone who thinks that they are a cat is detached from reality. It is said that we have three identities, how we see ourselves, how others see us, and how God sees us. The Bible was light years ahead of us on this subject. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 12 says, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I also have been fully known. The only way to truly know ourselves is to know the one who created us. Scripture is full of stories about those whose identities were dramatically transformed by an encounter with God. Romans 12 tells us to be transformed. The word is metamorphosis, like a caterpillar that turns into a butterfly, or in the movie Transformers where robots from space become trucks and cars. It is to become something completely different. Here's the entire passage. I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In order to find the identity God intends for us, we have to change the way we think. We must literally give ourself to Him. This is called dying to self. It is only reasonable, and it is His will. Let's take a look at three instances of people who were transformed by an encounter with Lord in the Scriptures. First is Abraham and Sarah. Their born names were Abram and Sarai. After several experiences with the Lord, including an encounter with Melchizedek, who revealed to Abram that the God he was following was Most High God. In order to find our true identity, we must first find God's true identity. After these things, God renamed them. Abraham, for he said, I have made you a father of a multitude of nations, and Sarah, 
a mother of nations. The Lord made an amazing promise to a 99-year-old man that he would have a son who would become the beginning of a multitude of nations. Paul prays for the church that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner self, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be also able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. The Lord wants to give you an identity of promise, and his promise is beyond your wildest dreams. Next is Jacob. Jacob's name in our vernacular would be Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. But after wrestling with an angel, he said, I have seen God face to face. The Lord renamed him Israel, for you have contended with God and with men and have prevailed. Jacob's life was changed in that wrestling match. The angel touched the socket of his thigh, and he never walked the same. Instead of using any means possible to take whatever he wanted, he learned how to give, and he was given a new purpose. Most Christians can quote Romans 8.28. All things work together for good, or at least a very little tiny part of that verse. The whole passage says, God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. The next verse reveals what that purpose is. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son. The Lord desires to give you an identity of purpose. Finally, we come to Peter. Andrew was following John the Baptist, and when John pointed at Jesus and called him the Lamb of God, Andrew found his brother Simon and said, We have found the Messiah, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Simon means to hear. Peter means rock, like in petrified. At one point, many of Jesus' disciples left and would no longer walk with him because his teaching was too hard for them to hear. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you not want to leave also? And Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have already believed and come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Simon was indeed hearing what Jesus had to say, but hearing must produce results. Jesus said, Everyone who hears my words and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Jesus asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, 
Some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overpower it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. This was a play on words. He named Simon Rock, and the rock the church is built on is the confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter went on to preach on the day of Pentecost, and 3,000 souls were saved. He led the church in its infant years, to the degree that the Catholic Church considers him the first pope. Simon listened, but the rock produced. The Lord has a plan to give you an identity that will produce much in his kingdom. God will change your identity so that you will have promise, purpose, and production. But the world doesn't see you with the same identity that the Lord gives you. Sunday school students all know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were brought to Babylon along with David. Those were the names Nebuchadnezzar gave them. He also renamed Daniel Belteshazzar, or Bel protects his life. Bel was Marduk, the god of Babylon. Daniel means God is my judge. This was essential to his identity. When Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, he was not harmed. His statement to the king was, I was found innocent before God. The God of Israel was his judge, and he protected Daniel's life. Shadrach's Hebrew name was Hananiah, which means God is gracious. Shadrach means command of the sun god. Meshach's Hebrew name was Mishael, or who is God? Meshach means who is Aku. Aku was the moon god. Abednego's Hebrew name was Azariah, which means God has helped. Abednego means slave of the god Nebo, the divine scribe. Nebo is also where Nebuchadnezzar's name is derived. It is ironic that a king named for a divine scribe needed Daniel to interpret the writing on the wall that none of his magicians, astrologers, or sorcerers could divine. The words that were written on the wall were Mini, Mini, Tekel, and Parison. Daniel interpreted them for the king. Mini, God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Tekel, you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. And Parison, your kingdom has been divided between the Medes and the Persians. Nebuchadnezzar is a picture of this world and the God of this world, who is the enemy of your soul. He enslaved Daniel and his friends and tried to change their identities by perverting their names. The devil wants to rob you of your identity in Christ and conform you into his plan of slavery. God rescued Daniel from the lions and he rescued the three Hebrew youths from the fiery furnace. They knew who they were, and they knew who their God was, and it delivered them. 
I urge you, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Even people who are close to you and think that they know you often do not recognize the work of transformation in your identity. People said, Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and are his sisters not here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown, and among his own relatives, and in his own household. When your own family refuses to accept your new identity, you are in good company. Nathaniel said to Philip about Jesus, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Often those who know your background and history will scoff at the idea that you have a new identity. And Saul of Tarsus had a dramatic encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. The Lord led him to a man named Ananias. But Ananias said, Lord, I have heard from many people about this man, how much harm he did to your saints in Jerusalem. We live in an era of social media where people draw conclusions about someone based on what others say. No wonder Paul addressed gossip, slander, and backbiting in serious terms. Don't let rumors and opinions rob you of your identity, and by all means, don't judge others by those standards. I began this podcast with the topic of choosing our identification. I believe that we do have the ability, the right, and the responsibility to choose our identification but we must choose it realistically. Remember, detachment from reality is a sign of mental illness. Conflicting internal and external experiences, pressures, and expectations create an identity crisis. Your identity must be based on who God says you are and based on what He says. Therefore, I choose to identify as created in the image of God, a new creation, a child of God, a child of light, a child of day, a joint heir with Christ, a friend of God, loved by God, accepted in the beloved, the salt of the earth, the light of the world, his work of art, a citizen of heaven, an ambassador for Christ, a member of a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's possession, a member of the body of Christ, the temple of the Holy Spirit, seated in heavenly places, once dead but now alive, victorious, more than a conqueror, free from sin, bought with a price, redeemed, justified, righteous, sanctified, holy, and most of all, forgiven. I urge you, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. If you struggle with your identity, if you have been identifying with false realities, if you have never found your identity in Jesus Christ, ask Him to come into your life right now. Surrender your life to Him. 
Let the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords change your identity so that you will have promise, purpose, and production. This is Jim Barrier on Since You Asked. Since You Asked is a production of Jim Barrier and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash ask.